Welcome to It's a Fit Life Creation podcast with me, Katrina Julia. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur and a transformation coach. Jumpstart transformation to time to transform, to boss brand, to moneymaker, to inspiring with influence and more. So let's create. And I lost over 55 pounds four years ago with the help of Herbalife Nutrition, Meal Bags, Team Edge, NASA, a certified public accountant. I've served in over eight industries, generating others over seven to nine figure results consistently while having my own money in chaos to create a life and a business I love. It's about the passion, the purpose, the people, and the profits to create a life and a business you love. Tune in to the stories and the journey as we create It's a Fit Life Creation. Today's theme is all about unleashing inspiration, and I'm here with beautiful April Williams, who I actually met through the Buckhead Business Association back in May. Yes, spring. And she was then working in recruitment at Mm -hmm. Georgia State University, and now has been recently promoted and moved to work with student experiences, integrated student experiences, as an associate director. Assistant director. I was already promoting her before she even started. And um, we've just grown in so many different ways. Oh my goodness. We met through BBA, had an incredible conversation on wellness, on transformation, on morning routines, to then connecting several times here at WeWork, to now, like you had such a vision before you even got into the role (laughs) with Georgia State and ways that we could collaborate and create. And just thought you'd be such a great guest to have on the podcast with your just motivation, with your positivity, with transformation, with everything. Oh, you're so sweet. So welcome <laughs> to the show, April. Thank you. I'm a bit nervous, but I'm incredibly excited. Okay. Um, so awesome. thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. So tell us what, on your end, um, just your story and maybe three to five highlights of what you would want the audience to know. And how you got here, like how you Absolutely. got to Georgia State and how you got involved at BBA and we'll, we'll go from there. Absolutely. So um, my background, of course, is in higher education, hence why I'm over at Georgia State University. I'm incredibly passionate about it, um, mainly because my higher education experience, uh, undergrad, was very life-changing for me. Uh, so once I completed those four years, I instantly knew I wanted to do something within the educational space because I wanted to be able to help others um, hopefully have a similar experience. Um, 
after that, I was, of course, in Virginia for about six years. Originally from California, but I and was in Virginia. And what school were you at, just so they know as well? So, um, born and raised in California, and then I went to Hampton University for undergrad, mm -hmm. and then I went to Old Dominion University and finished their um, higher education program. Okay. Um, and, of course, after graduation, my goal was to um, find a city to relocate to that's going to give me um, a nice, healthy work-life balance. And so, of course, I kind of casted my net wide when it came to applying to different jobs, and Atlanta just popped on my radar. Especially from California to Virginia to here. Absolutely. Different, right? Coast to coast and down to the south. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking of so many things, but go ahead, go ahead. And so uh, I realized I think Atlanta would be a perfect place for me to really, you know, kick off my career. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be surrounded with a lot of net or young professionals. Um, and of course, I started applying to Georgia State University. They hired me, and I started off as an admissions counselor working, of course, downtown. And now I'm over here in the Buckhead area. Um, as you mentioned, started off as a recruiter for the business school, and now I am the assistant director, and I've kind of managed the experience of our MBA programs. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, while I was there, I had an opportunity, while I'm still there, um, <laughs> I had the opportunity to, of course, dive into the Buckhead Business Association, and that's, of course, how you and I met. Um, but it's just been, it's been wonderful as far as networking and meeting a lot of um, great business folks in the areas and being able to kind of bring those people back to Georgia State, um, back to our business school, and being able to have some of our students capitalize on their experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so, of course, my goal is to um, cultivate that within our relationship and bring it back to Robinson. Absolutely. <laughs> so, wow. So going back to, so you went to high school in California? Yes, born and, is and your, raised. And is your family still in California? Everyone is still in California. <laughs> yeah. And they probably think you're crazy. Yes, absolutely. I'm the only one. I'm one of uh, four, all girls. And I'm the With only one. I didn't know that about you. <laughs> well, I'm learning. Like, we've had like 10 conversations, you guys, and I'm learning like so many things every single day. Say so I grew up in a household full of girls, and I'm literally I'm the only one who took off to go to college. And, and everyone else college. played it safe and went to college. I'm not too far away from home, Local. but um, I literally jumped on a plane and went across the country. So yeah. you're like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm gone. I'll be like, back for Christmas. Peace out. <laughs> wow. So I'm just thinking of like, where in Cali? Southern California. Okay. So mm -hmm. San Diego or? No, San Bernardino. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking of the vibe and I'm thinking like, I knew that part about Cali, but I didn't realize it's like one of four sisters yes. and all these different things. So I'm just thinking about the vibe and like the vibe in Cali versus the vibe in Georgia. Oh, very different. 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 And I know I experienced my first culture shock actually being in Virginia. Moved there when I was 18 years old and I was just like, whoa. There's winters. Yeah. There's actually, there's seasons. I didn't know there was such thing. I experienced all four seasons for the first time. Wow. That first year I moved out to Virginia. And so. I ended up, um, I was actually born overseas. I mm -hmm. knew that. And then I, I think we talked about yes. that. And then I was in four countries by the time I was two, South Carolina for maybe like a year and a half. Then we were in, so actually Bulgaria, Poland, Italy, then U.S., South wow, Carolina. Wow. Um, I mean, it was my normal, so I thought, yeah. like, that's not your normal. It was kind of how I was growing up. And then from there. That's why it's so easy for you to talk to strangers, I think it? so. I seriously <laughs> think so. And then in Houston, like, I grew up in Houston most of my life. Like, I had a short stint in Oklahoma with ConocoPhillips. A short stint with um, the Apprentice TV show in New York. Oh wow! And then here, yeah. So that's a whole nother story. But this is about you. We'll talk about that later. Lived a thousand lives. Yes, that was literally. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, even from Houston to Atlanta for me was huge. But was like, it? But California to to Virginia and then Atlanta, yeah. like whoa. It it was definitely um, an adjustment, but a yes. great one because it definitely promoted a lot of growth. So tell us like. Tell us, like, 
what you love and then also how your past, like your family, mm -hmm. influenced you and helping you have a strong foundation and, and setting you up, just different things like that. Absolutely. Um, and I think I will 100% credit my family for the passion I have towards higher education. Um, just growing up, my mother was always, never told us what type of industry we need to land in, never was like, you need to get the highest paying job. Her thing was, you have to go to college. Do what you want with it, but go to college. Um, so she was very successful. So she, all four girls we went? All, yeah. Wow. We all went through college. Wow. Um, I have a, well, we have a nurse in the family. We have one with a PR wow. background and another one, because um, I have my bachelor's in history. My older sister also has a history background. Okay. Um, and so I think that definitely fueled my passion for higher education. And because it became so life-changing, I never knew that I could actually go ahead and get a master's degree in higher education, really do what I love, um, specifically within student affairs, because I know just the age between 18 and 22 is so pivotal in just your growth and transformation and just being in grad school and watching some of these uh, younger 18, 19-year-olds just going through a lot. And a lot more than just academics. Way more. Academics is tough you know, enough and being able to be academically successful, but you are going through a lot. And I just think your 20s, that decade, is um, it's, it's a big pill to swallow. Oh, it's huge. And I think it's very transformative. So I'm excited, one, I'll be 30 in a few months, um, to finally hit 30, because I think that's when I'm going to level up and be incredibly stable. But I know your 20s <laughs> is nothing but evolution, transformation, and I really wanted to be a part of that in your early 20s and mm -hmm. then help people grow and figure out who they are. That's awesome. I love that. I love that passion. I love that purpose. Um, wow. And then it sounds like also with your mom and your dad, they created an incredibly strong like foundation yes. for all of you to land on. Well, absolutely. I think if it wasn't for my mom, I would not have gone away to college. Mm -hmm. She made it feel safe for me. She made it feel like, go ahead. If I Spread your wings and yeah. fly. If you fall on your face, come back home. If you fall on your face, I'm going to be there to catch you. Um, and if it wasn't for that safety net, I wouldn't have taken off. And not to say I didn't, I didn't use a safety net, but I just that reassurance of knowing that if somebody has were to happen, plane right away. Yeah, I can go home. And not just that, just in our prior conversations, I know your mom's gone through her own health challenges yes. and what an aspect of motivation that she's Absolutely. been for you. Absolutely. Uh, my mom is actually, uh, I think we celebrated anniversary. It was either this year or last year. Um, she's been a police, a paraplegic now for about 10 to 12 years. Wow. Um, and this, uh, she actually went through um, entire malpractice suit because she uh, once upon a time had a cyst on her spinal cord. And they had to go in there and remove it and they kind of messed it up a bit and she woke up paralyzed from the waist down. Wow. Um, and when I say she's probably one of the most joy, joyful, most inspirational, just strong. Resilient. Very. And it, when you Very. see, and I imagine like from you seeing that with her for yeah. the last 10, 12 years, anytime you're even like we were talking about this, you guys earlier, like, you know, I think we all either struggle or have struggled during different periods of life with depression and or anxiety, pressure, fears, you know, different levels, right? You break through different barriers in your brain. Yes. But when you see someone like that go through that, every single day yeah. it gives you perspective and even my mom we were talking about this a couple of months ago or a couple weeks ago she you know had a lot of struggle or a lot of a hard time walking yeah the last, and then last year yeah and she had back surgery after not having any for like over 20 years and then still couldn't walk yeah and then it turned out that basically they missed didn't x-ray her hip and she now had hip surgery last week yeah 
and she's doing much better walking but even like seeing her when I was there in September seeing her struggle but at the same time her strength yeah just that balance whoa that is that is that's my mom like you literally in the the same breath you watch her struggle you watch her be so So powerful and strong all in one moment and it's like whoa and then I just think back even now being a grown-up and I think back on our history yeah and I think back like whoa like you dealt with a lot as a wife as a mom as as a human being (laughs) as coming to a whole different country as being on disability a couple years then going back to work then travel just all these different things now i want to interview your mom (laughs) mom so we're working on next year actually we've already talked about it a lot she's really excited on me helping her basically be like a travel blogger yeah because she wants to share like history with poland and bulgaria has she been on your podcast before she hasn't yet she has she wanted she didn't want to be yet she's like i want to have my journey i want to do this and i want to share kind of on the other side i want to share when i'm like ready yeah because i think a lot of it's still like she's processing so I want to honor that. Of course. But of course I talk about of it. Of course. And she knows that. Um, so, wow. So, and then, so how do you think with that past, how do you think between your mom, your dad, like what different uh, character influences or traits have they imparted on you Absolutely. and or your sisters? Um, and it's so funny because it's different when you're watching your a parent go through that because I was still young. I was in middle school. So it's a different thought process when you are 11, 12, 13 years old watching a parent go through it. And then now as I'm an adult, I'm revisiting all of that and have a newfound perspective for it, a newfound perspective for it, and even now grateful for it instead of feeling like a victim of Mm -hmm. it in the past. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm sure all of my sisters and my mom included, we all probably felt like victims at one point in time because of what was going on. But now it's just like, geez, wouldn't change anything for the world. Not at all. Just having this... um, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And nine times out of ten, you don't find out what that reason is. Maybe an hour, two months, ten, twenty years down the road. Um, but some of the things that they've always instilled with us, and just I shout out to my, my stepfather. Growing up, he always preached about being kind-hearted. That was his number one thing. You are care very what kind-hearted. You guys, I don't care what you guys do, do when you leave this house yeah. or whatever, but do, do lead it with a kind heart. And so between my mom and him, it was so always you have a stepdad. Just, yes, okay. yes. Okay. And it was always just like, be kind. Mm-hmm. That was their one. Be kind, be strong. And I think one of the things that my sisters and I all have in common is that we are incredibly resilient and very, very strong mm-hmm. and very, very resourceful and responsible. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. I definitely use yeah. those things like to to. Oops, I would definitely use those things to basically kind of talk about um, your character. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and you're definitely, you're <laughs> extremely kind-hearted, like very kind-hearted. I definitely noticed I that about you right that. away. And just for the record, it's already incredibly awkward and weird for me to talk about myself. So thank you so much for making it feel comfortable for me to you're do it because I don't want to get to op- get a chance to do yes. it. I don't even want to. I hate yes. talking about myself. Um, so being able to be vulnerable and being on this podcast and to allow me to speak from sharing your story. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm it's no, really and, cool. So and, I appreciate it. No, absolutely. Um, super honored. Super grateful to have you. And that's why I kind of stopped as far as like I notice always you talk about your mom a lot. Yeah. And I always want to honor like what people want to share and what they don't want to oh, share. Yeah. So always feel free or not feel free. No, that's fine. And it's okay. so funny because I didn't realize how much I talked about my mom yes. to one of my uh, colleagues that came up to me. And she was like, well, you know, I know you and your mom are so close. I'm like, how do you know that? Because you talk, talk about her all the time. 
And I didn't realize how much I did, but she's like, she gave me an actually a picture. She like reminded me of you and your mom. So here it was. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe I do talk about mom a lot. But I didn't realize I did. Mm-hmm. She is uh, my best Huge friend. Influence. Yeah, I feel she, the same. Yeah. I feel the absolute same. Now, granted, like in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, it's 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 amazing the influence and amazing the strength, and amazing also the the resilience you learn and the compassion at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, I could definitely so, see that. It's 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 mind boggling to watch and to know someone in your life who is so strong, so firm, but still compassionate. So she's definitely been a huge influence on helping you unleash that inspiration too. Absolutely. She's, and then give yeah. that to students. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And if it's one thing, because my mom and I kind of started our spiritual journey together. Um, she was in a good time in her life. I was, and she was just kind of like, you maybe you should read this book. And I think it actually started with um, Eckhart Tolle. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> One of my favorite yeah, authors. Yeah. And like, I have you know, book too. yeah, Power of Now and all yes. that stuff. So yes. that's her. I was just re listening to Power of Now actually recently oh. because I was reminding myself, Katrina, stay focused on this Today, moment. Right this now. Moment. Yes. With April. Don't think about this tomorrow. Don't think about this next week, next month, like this now. Yeah. Like dream, yes. But don't get into a spiral of fear. Been there, done that. And when I say those books changed my life and just being able to, one, because I know not everyone can grasp the concepts of those books. So being having, having someone internally in your family reading the same books and now we can bounce off our ideas and talk about it. Like she is my spiritual partner. When was so your first, uh, when did you first read Power of Now? How old were you? Jeez, I was probably maybe about 25. Okay, wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I love it. Okay. So good. So go back to, you talked about like in college, like how people will go through all these things, right? Like they're going through academics, they're going through finances, they're going through mental things, they're going through all these different things. Identity. They're trying to search for it. So you saw that and you had a huge influence of that um, going through school. Were there any pivotal professors or moments or different things that you Uh, Probably a couple of things. So um, I have my bachelor's in history. Mm And I didn't know exactly what I was going to do with it, but I did know I needed a master's degree, mm-hmm. <laughs> a history degree. Mm-hmm. So I knew how to go to get a master's. And um, one of my professors over at Hampton University, Dr. Blom, um, she's the one who actually mentioned higher education as being an actual industry, actual mm-hmm. field. I was mm-hmm. like, maybe it can actually be great. Mm-hmm. I went ahead and did that. So mm-hmm. I and just in your master's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a two-year program because of something that she said. Yes, it was like really. Let me start doing that research. She was like, here, this is a professor at Oldham University. I think you should talk to them about the program that they have. I was like, oh, my God, they're literally, the curriculum's everything that I love when it comes to higher education. So it was a no-brainer for me to join that program. And while I was in the program, I actually held a position um, on campus as an academic coach. Mm. Mind you, an academic undergrad coach. Undergrad school. So this was, I was in grad school, but I was coaching I undergrads. Love that. So you were, so the same, that's probably why you were so excited about different things that we were doing. Because yes. you reminded you of that time. Anything when it comes to coaching, I'm obsessed with it. Oh, yeah. So this I is where see. I got even more passionate about the industry uh-huh. because I thought, again, academic coaching. Right up my alley. These students did not come to me with their academic issues. In fact, most of the students were fine academically. Oh. It was more so I've had uh, people, I've actually had two students uh-huh. come out to me uh-huh. because they were dealing with identity issues oh, wow. and um, not knowing how they would fit in in college and they're away from home and I'm realizing um, I think I'm good. Two students come out to me. I've had a student talk about the um, 
restraint that his parents had on him when it came to his major. I want it to be, I want it, I don't. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to open my own business. Yeah. My best option to be a doctor. They're trying and to so, control, basically. Yeah, so and I a lot had students coming to me with such other deep. issues versus these are my grades, I need help. And yes. It was not that at all. They so felt super comfortable and super confident. I became more of a mentor, yeah. life mentor than anything with an academic coach. Yeah. So that literally was just like, okay, I love this. No, that's awesome. And also that just speaks to how comfortable you were. And hold on, let me adjust this again. How comfortable you were and how comfortable they were with you. You know what I mean? The vulnerability piece. Yes. Yeah, the vulnerability piece. And you definitely have that safe space to where people definitely feel that with you. Um, and then also just speaking to like immediately what came up when you were talking about that student that came that their parents. Like oftentimes I think parents want or people want something that they think is best for yeah. someone and it comes from a lot of times like we've talked about from a place of fear mm -hmm. not necessarily mm -hmm. unleashing inspiration from yep. a place of fear of oh we think you're going to make money with this this and this pursue and this or major. and or pursue this major and or we want to live vicariously through you a lot of that yes i witnessed a lot of that i figured you did. i definitely have and yeah. i still do all the time um and or i um and then what what happens is which kudos to him that he recognized that yeah because he basically recognized where it was an infringement on his freedom absolutely an infringement on his own life his own inspiration and and buckled yeah whereas you know myself included i found myself several times oh let me do this because it's safe or let me do this because it's safe yeah. and then shifting that on the other side yeah. after the energy and the resistance is huge yeah so so yeah dealing with and it's always like i think when you coach people whether it's you know in higher ed or different arenas you see reflections or pieces of something in yourself, yeah. something you've gone through, something yeah. you will go through. Absolutely. It's Some almost dynamics. I cannot engage with someone, have a relationship with someone if I don't see myself in them. I see myself in almost everything, everybody. Mm -hmm. It's the only way for me to um, become compassionate, to relate, to empathize, and to all of that. So, yeah. And then sometimes I think part of it is, too, I think sometimes in, in inspiring, sometimes it's also learning how to be assertive and how to say something and speak up, yeah. but in a nice or confident way. I had a situation, it's funny that we're talking about like different fears or different things that come up, because I had a situation actually um, the other day where, um, you know, we have our event coming up in Atlanta, like because our retreats, different things, and it was integrating a experience into, into the situation. And obviously I'm protecting the confidence yes. and so on. Um, because I don't want anyone to construe that it's negative in any way, shape, or form. I want them to focus on the growth, and I don't want to point, because this could, could happen with anything with anyone. Yeah. And, you know, I was sharing the opportunity event. I was sharing opportunities of integrating the challenges, just like what we're doing with you guys, as well as with um, other admins to help other people mm -hmm. learn what they're doing. And the person immediately was like, well, no, I just want to do this. <laughs> And then I don't want to teach other people to do this. And so I just kind of backed off and I was like, oh, I can see where like control, fear, comfort. And I was like, well, and then they like, they don't own their company per se. It's, it's a, they're doing an experience within a brand. Okay. So like say, like say you're, like you're at Georgia State. Mm -hmm. So like anything that you're doing, you're also in collaboration with them. Of course. Or, or if somebody works at a fitness studio and it's not their studio, mm -hmm. well, they still fall within that umbrella, yes. right? And so I did have compassion and space and allowed to share, and I'm sure you have this with plenty of students, um, you know, up to a point, and then I noticed the negativity and the fear started to spiral. 
And and I realized where I, I took a breath and I said, you know, there's been times I, that I've been like that. And I, I recognize that. It can be like, it's like wildfire. It will spread. Exactly. And I, and I realized where in the past I would absorb it and I would allow it in my energy. Oof. And now I'm like, uh-uh. Been there. Skirt. Yeah. Well, like, and I stopped her and I said, you know, I feel for you. And I've been there and I kind of went like this. And I said, and that's your truth. Your truth is you don't like this situation. You don't like the studio. Your truth is you don't like this plan. Your truth is you don't want to teach. You don't want to do this. And your truth is okay. And your truth is okay. Yeah. I said, but understand, it's not mine. Yeah. And understand, you can see how our focus, our model is totally different. Mm -hmm. And I said, and we've got five minutes to refocus and talk about this event and your involvement <laughs> if you want to continue yeah. on that path. And the same way I said it to you. That's very direct, but very compassionate, though. And a lot of compassion. Thank you. Years ago, I would have been capable of that. But it's like I've had, it's it's that art and science of learning communication of what you will and won't allow in that energy. And I'm sure you get that all the time from I think students. You just and faculty. Said it. I like that the science behind communication. Art and science. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because there is you hit on it. It's a bit of directness. Yeah. But there's an art. Yes. And the way maybe I talk to her because I don't have the level of depth of relationship mm -hmm. with her that I do with you. Yeah. Where we've talked a lot more on different vulnerable subjects that I haven't with her, but the spiral was like, Ooh. it was spiral on this situation, on that situation, on money, on this, on that, on all these different things, yeah. and I felt it. And I think the more you, you get in tune with positivity, that is. Yes. you feel like negativity It's like you ate something rush. bad. You ate something bad. Yeah. And you I want to throw it up. Like every cell in my body was <laughs> like... You want to go home, take a shower, throw it up, because you want to get rid of it. But I, I love you, and I love this human, yeah. and I honor your struggle, and I honor your journey. Mm -hmm. And I honor your journey, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, I yeah. cannot allow this. Yeah. So so with that being said, wow. Good for you. Thank you. Um, it just reminded me of that. So past. So when you think about unleashing inspiration, when you think about things in terms of your mom, and you think about in terms of things with your stepdad, higher ed, what like with unleashing inspiration and where you are in the present so both on a personal level like we've talked about morning routines yes so speaking of negativity and preparing yourself for the world yeah right um so morning routines how you set yourself yeah. up for success how do you gear yourself up to mm -hmm. be in that frame of mind and how that translates into your role oh absolutely and then we'll talk about where that goes into future april great um, I, and I know you can relate to this, have on and off since probably, honestly, grad school suffered from anxiety. So anxiety has been, um, uh, felt like on my back for years. And so I wanted to find ways to manage that. Um, and I think of course, anxiety comes from just me becoming, honestly, I am, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm a recovering control freak. I like to have things controlled. I like to make sure things are perfect. I pour into things that have my name on it, mm -hmm. um, which of course can become draining. And if it doesn't go right or if it's beyond my control, I will just panic. Um, and I don't know if anyone's ever experienced a panic attack, but sometimes it feels like you're literally having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, it's a, you have a physical, physical reaction, reaction to it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And is there physical memory around it? Oh yes, absolutely. And sometimes you, you will have a, hang a hangover. From a panic attack, an emotional hangover, mm -hmm. and it's um, it's it's it's. I mean, I think sometimes we just have the stigma, especially here in America, like mental health and mental illnesses. It's just so sometimes swept under the rug, 
And I know so many people suffer from anxiety. So because of it, I wanted to explore different ways to make myself feel in control of my thoughts, mm -hmm. in control of my perspective. Because I can't control anything else. I can't control the way others react to me. I can't control um, things externally in the world. So how can I control my thoughts? That's where I knew it was going to start from. Um, so my mornings are everything for me because my mornings prepare me to take on the things for the day. Um, and so working out, being able to clear my mind during, uh, during a good gym session, um, eating. I think people, um, I tell people all the time, doctor water, doctor air, doctor food, doctor <gasps> sleep. Like some of those things, those They're are doctors. real life medications. They, they really, really yeah. are. And people don't realize that and just the, the influence. But first, I want to honor I want to honor you sharing with our listeners, with our people on live, <laughs> like anxiety, being you know in that space sometimes, being um, a recovering OCD yeah. slash control freak. You Absolutely, guys, I can definitely, definitely, definitely relate. <laughs> so you know, April told me the other day, like, or actually today, she's like, "You seem like you have it all together. You seem like you have it figured out." No, I do a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, yeah. a lot of self reflection a lot of changing habits, changing mindset, but I want to honor like the fact that you shared that. Okay. You're welcome because not everyone will do that. Yeah. And I know you relate to this too, that, you know, a lot of it in the past was centered around, um, face it, hiding, stick yeah. hiding. Mm -hmm. Like you just put on this tough mask. Yeah. You put, you operate in masculine yeah. energy. You suck you it up. You have to be strong. You got to be strong. Yeah. Like I definitely had that. Yeah. And and I've definitely struggled with, you know, in the past with depression, with anxiety, with worthiness, with worthiness, yeah. with not being, with not being uh, stuck in the past and also not being fearful of the unknown, fearful of the future, yes. Be, learning from the past, learning what you want, learning what you don't want, then thinking about, okay, what do I want to create for the future? But this moment, you guys, right now, the power of now, the power of now, <laughs> like talking about talking about and reflecting on like this this yeah. moment like all i can control all we can control is right now yeah. i can give all of me and I'm, i relate to what you're saying massively you love to serve so that's the, the yeah. art and the science of it is it's great that you love to pour yourself in it's great that you like to create all this value yeah. like you were creating all this value before you even had the position <laughs> so i definitely resonated with that because i like i saw that because i'm like oh that's what i did before i would get interviews i would come in with a presentation and be like hey, i'm ready i'm already ready like you haven't paid me to do this yeah. but here you go yeah because yep. it's seeing the value yep. and wanting to serve yep. It's a mixture I came across as worthy. Yes. Came across as, yeah. Exactly. Versus realizing you're worthy simply by being, and then also pouring in, like, I'm still always having to, especially in the morning routines, think about, okay, and that's part of the routine is I am worthy of freedom now. Yes. I'm deserving of freedom now. But then even, like, preparing for the day, like, an intention for the day, like, today was focus on faith now. Yeah. And then being clear on I'm giving all my energy all my thoughts, all my intention, all my direction on this moment now. Right. Theme for the day. I like, like it. Well, I'm not saying there's a theme yeah. for the day, but I'm saying even like regularly retransitioning and training my mind. It's a mindset. Perspective. To yeah. Now. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's, it took me a long time to, to learn how to do that. It's constant. Yeah. Because naturally, your brain is in the past or in the future. It's well, you've nine times out of ten, you're never right here, right now. And to me, right here, right now is going to be the most... Um, 
that's, that's where you're gonna get the most value. That's the miracle. Yeah. Because like you said, but naturally we tend to go backwards to reflect or learn or be afraid that what something that happened in the past will happen again. Yeah. And or and we definitely pick up on those energies from our parents, from our families. Mm-hmm. And or I'm afraid of the unknown. I'm afraid of the future. Oh, yeah, the fear. Or this happened, so I'm afraid it's gonna happen again yep. tomorrow. Yep. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. That's where my and anxiety crazy- came from. My anxiety came from the future. Too many thoughts of the future and I had this entire I had a streamline of my, my goals. And I need to hit it at this point. I need to be here by 25, be here by 30, be here by 35. And I literally sat here and I just, you know what? I'm going to submit to what is. I'm going to submit and not feel like I have so much control of my life and these goals. I thought I was going to be married with kids by the age of 30. It's so funny. I'm not married yet. <laughs> oh, hold on. Um, so just being it's able so to just you said that. let it go. It's so funny that you said that because I was literally the same. Like I was like, by 25 this, yes. by 30 this, yes. by 35 this. And if something, even in the course of getting to X, if something didn't happen, I, I was would, like, like devastated. Yeah. Devastated. And literally it was like I was married to the goal and or the, the worthiness mm-hmm. was tied to the yeah. goal and tied to the time yeah. frame of the goal. My name's April Williams. I did this by the age of 25. What did you do at 25? Yeah. And the comparison I, I, identity. And the joy. Identity. You needed certain things to write. I'm like, I don't want that. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because now, like, I'm so, like, part of, for me, inspiration, part of it is, yes, working towards and releasing and surrendering the outcome. Yes. Surrendering. Yes. And, and believing and knowing, like, okay, you're worthy as is now. Mm-hmm. If X doesn't happen by time frame or if you don't have 200 people at this event. You're still amazing. You're still amazing. It's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, even you can imagine with doing the pop-ups in, like, YouTube. We yeah. talked about this in Barcelona or in London or the retreats in Cuba. Going out there on faith. Yeah. yeah. Or now doing here in Atlanta and like outreach, 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 mm-hmm. connecting, collaborating, creating, yeah. and like, not, okay, knowing the event's happening, I don't know exactly how yeah. it's going to happen. I don't know exactly who's going to show up yet, but like you're going out on faith yeah. and you're believing much bigger, much sooner, yep. and like so many things come up. Yeah. A lot. So, a lot of things come up. So, present. So, what else with morning routine? You talked about worthiness, so, you talked about gratitude, yes. working out. Yes. And so, um, I'm really big on just stillness too. So before I even get out of the bed, it's just like a moment of taking a deep breath. Um, and I know some people do this sometimes at the end of their night, gratitude, some things mm-hmm. that they're thankful for. Um, for me, it's better to start off with that in the morning. I like to do both. You know, it's funny. I've been mm. both. My morning's more extensive, but I like to, to your point, kind of end the night positive. Like yeah. yesterday, I was like, I'm going to sleep peaceful. Yes. I'm waking up super grateful. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in our minds and our own situations, yes. our own circumstances that we forget to realize some of the things that you're, I'm grateful for. And it's funny because sometimes I think a lot of folks, their lists change. Mine don't. Like my thing, like my family's always like on my list. Mm-hmm. Like I am so blessed to have the family that I have, my sisters and my mom. Absolutely. Like, not everyone has that. No, not I totally agree. Yeah, and I, totally I didn't agree. realize how fortunate I was until I Younger. grew up. And, yeah. and like you look around. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, if everything were to crash and burn right now, I got a family. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that. Let's and go ahead and, you know, take on this day. Let me ask you this. Do you do gratitude for things in the past, present, and or future? Or how does your gratitude look? So usually it's just kind of general. Okay. So usually it's um, more so my because of what my mom has been through. I'm always just grateful for my heart. Grateful for the fact that I actually, um, it, was, it was funny. It was actually maybe last week in the gym. I did something. I think I was on the floor um, doing some ab work, and I got up. And I, the way I got up, I got up so quickly. And in that moment, you felt. I felt so grateful because I realized what I just did, not everybody can do. Not everyone is able-bodied. Yeah. 
and that made me sit there and of course think about my mom how my mom would have to struggle she couldn't do that if she wanted to so in that moment i was just grateful for my health mm -hmm. grateful that i have my limbs grateful for the fact just simple things i have a roof over my head so those are sometimes my three reminders like april life is not Chill. can never be that bad you have a family you have a roof over your head you have and food, you have health and you have food in your belly and, yeah and that's already like if you oh, compare to poverty and you compare to I'm winning. the entire world, you're absolutely yeah. winning. Well, and also the reason why I asked that is because one way that I started shifting like different things with anxiety too mm -hmm. a couple years ago is being grateful on things that happened in the past. So reframing oh, yeah. from depression and being so hard on myself and judging myself yeah. and forgiving myself. And then also into the future, like the things that I'm dreaming about being grateful for them before they happen yeah so like stepping into the feeling Ooh. so i release the anxiety i like that i it, like that. it helped thank you and i actually i can't take full credit of that that also is something that through herbal life nutrition okay through our mentoring with like oh, Darren nice. jones with christy burnham they talked a lot about that like it's a mindset it's a mindset and it, i realized how much it started to reframe my mindset around anxiety yeah. and freedom and really reflecting on the feeling that I want. Mm -hmm. Not so much the end goal, yeah. because I think before I was so driven by a goal, but then I'd get there and I wouldn't have a feeling. Yeah, and then you're looking for the next goal. Thing, versus now next saying, goal. okay, I have the feeling yeah. that I wanted, so yeah. maybe it didn't look exactly yeah. how I wanted, but the feeling is yep. there. Yep. So that's yeah. a lot of what I started focusing on, and even in creating community. Like, I didn't know I was going to meet in April. <laughs> like, I didn't know a beautiful April was going to show up with you guys. But part of it was speaking into existence that I want a community that I would be friends with. Yeah. Like, however we connect, create, collaborate, cultivate, whatever with. You can be vulnerable with. That I can be vulnerable yeah. with, that there's freedom, yeah. that it's like a friendship versus I felt like in the past a lot, the work experiences I had, and we talked some about this earlier today, that I didn't feel free. I felt like it was, I was a work bot, I was a number, I wasn't a human being, but also by default, that's also in a sense how I was raised or mm. how, you know, back years ago, it was like when you got into corporate, you got into exec, it was like you operated with masculine energy. And, you know, and I was the girl that showed up in a black suit. I was the girl that maybe had some jokes or whatever, but I was not vulnerable. Yeah. That yeah. was not yeah. how you would describe me. So, like, having a conversation like this years ago, you guys, would not. Would have been okay. No. Yeah. No, no, no. And talking about anxiety or talking about depression yeah. or being open to talk about it, hell no. No. Not even just no. No. Hell no. <laughs> okay? So, understand, you guys, this is a lot of growth. Yeah. And um, and there's levels. Like, there's things yes. I'm what going through now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And freedom and, and finances. Like, you know, you guys, so people would think, oh, you, you know, your chief back then, it was your chief audit exec. You are making this money. You help people make this money, much money. But I had so many things with fears of money. Yeah. And then so you can imagine being an entrepreneur, breaking through those levels of fears Ooh. now. Yeah. And over the last seven years, there's been layers and depth. And like getting to the points of doing my part, doing my best, doing you know all that I can do, and then trusting our creator, trusting the universe. And I realized, even reflecting backward, you guys, there was times where I was helping others make seven and nine figures, and I know you can yep. relate to this too, like contribution money, mm -hmm. and making six figures myself. But I still had anxieties about money. Yeah, absolutely. I, and the thing is, and I like how you mentioned um, layers. Because, um, and I know we were talking about transformation, but I don't necessarily, I guess, believe in transformation. What I believe mean? in uncovering. Because I feel like oh, we I like are it the same. who we are. Yes. And I think we were born this way. Mm -hmm. So like you said, you were one way in college and got into corporate. And then you I got allowed. out. Yes. 
and then you had to strip away these layers. So it's more so just un and unrailing and uncovering what's already are. there. Yeah. Have Absolutely. you seen the movie Moana? No, I have not. Oh my god, I think you would love Moana. Really? So there's this part. Moana's like my favorite kid movie. So it's all about her pursuing her dream mm -hmm. and being who she truly is. But there's this part where she's also helping another, like, a goddess do the same. Yeah. And then there's a part in the movie where she, like, puts this pivotal, like, piece that she has to put back, like, this heart rock into her heart center. And she says, be who you truly are. Ooh. Who you know who you truly are. And but it's such a gift. Because it's because she knew who she truly yeah. was, but by doing that, she could gift the mm -hmm. goddess mm -hmm. back the actual piece. Absolutely. But then have her, and in that instant, the goddess became a goddess again. I need to see that. You would love it. And the reason why, it just like, you learn the so much more about who you are by connecting with others. And fighting through your own yeah. layers. Absolutely. Because it is, sometimes it's easy and you peel off a layer. Yeah. And I think it becomes easier at different levels because you become more aware. Mm hmm um, or you submit and you surrender to your process. Um, but it's sometimes it's a struggle and you feel the resistance and, you know, just creating that space. So I love that. And I will say, uncovering is not always easy. No. It's not. No. Not there's at all. There's a lot of tears. Yeah. There's a lot oh, of layers. Yes. There's a lot of resistance. Yes. There's a lot of grace. A lot of questioning. Compassion. A lot of, yeah. It's not easy. Like a lot of that. So, um, so April in the present, I keep saying associate, but it's assistant. Yes. Assistant? Mm -hmm. Okay. So in higher ed at Georgia State, um, incredibly inspired by entrepreneurs, obviously why yeah. BBNA, BBA, yeah. why we've connected, why mm -hmm. so many different things. Where do you see April personally going in the future as well as on a career level, on creating what you love, on all that? Absolutely. So kind of two answers to that question mm -hmm. because what I have done is I stopped putting a time stamp on everything. Awesome. I have surrendered. Mm -hmm. I have let go of control, and wherever I land, I, I land. I'm going to um, be happy wherever I land, regardless. It's a mindset. Um, I'm going to continue this journey in higher ed because I absolutely love it. I never knew I was going to end up in a business school. I figured I was always going to be an undergrad setting and work in student affairs. I landed in the business mm -hmm. school, and here I am learning so much about business that I never thought I was going to learn. So I think I'm just excited to see where my life is going to mm -hmm. go. Um, I don't have a vision board like I used to have when I was mm. 25 and 24. But that's still a great It is. But maybe but it's not, still not, when it was, not it was It was causing my anxiety. Absolutely true. So now true that I am, I seek opportunities in the moment and I go after it. And who, I on a podcast. I would have never even, like, who does this? I would have never even thought that this would be a possibility. Um, and being more open. So because I feel like I'm more open, I'm more open to other opportunities, which Love of it. course is now going to allow um, me to be more of a kind of stay tuned to your future. Who knows where you're going to land? That's awesome. I love it. I love that you're open and I love this, but you know me, I also love to plant vision. I know. <laughs> and I love to make people super uncomfortable, you guys, in case you don't know that. So I don't just do it to myself. Um, I could totally see you having your own school. I totally could. <laughs> Hello, you walked into Georgia State not like having pieces of what Fit Life Creation was. Yeah. Pieces of Katrina and already where it was like boom, like they need this, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom. I could totally see you having your own school. Because the same things we talk about, whether it's mindset, different things, different people, different avenues, and the frustrations. So part of that is there's a safety aspect, yeah. right? Yep. And on the other side of that, there's a freedom aspect when it is your own. Mm -hmm. 
And because the only person you're reporting to is yourself, yeah. your investors, your grants, your this, your that. I mean, there's still levels of accountability, your students, your clients, la, la, la. Of course. But I could totally, it wouldn't surprise me if you have your own, like, if she has her own, like, accreditation, you guys, at some point, her own higher head, because it's the same thing, like, you know, we had a conversation last week with some of the stakeholders and different things that either some aspects of higher ed are going to transition and people are going to get it. And oh, it's yeah. just like I use the example in our meeting of Blockbuster. Blockbuster didn't innovate. Black, Blockbuster didn't get it. No. We'll see what happened to them. Walden Books didn't get it. They yeah. didn't allow, like, I remember being 11 years old and I'm sitting there reading a book and I was reading three different books because I was trying to decide which one to buy. And the manager comes over and basically was really short with me, summary, like, oh, are you buying any of yeah. those books? I'm like, oh, I'm trying to decide. I'm, you know, buying one. Yeah. He's like, well, you need to decide now and buy one now or leave. And I was like, okay, well, here's all three. I'm going <laughs> to buy shit, basically. Um, and hello. And I literally said, I was 11 years old. I was like, there's going to be a bookstore that's going to exist, that people are going to be able to go and read whatever they want, stay as long as they want. No one's going to force them to buy anything. Barnes and Nobles. Yeah. I was 11 years old, you guys. Wow. Because you get in tune and you start to, when you listen and you feel and of you course. realize what's possible. Yeah. Um, and now, like nowadays, you guys, there's so much entrepreneurship, so many avenues, like the entrepreneurship and innovation department has existed. Yeah, e and I. Yeah. At Tech, at Emory, mm-hmm. all these EGA. Like, yep. that didn't exist when we were in school. Yeah. So I look at that. You guys are being trained to work for someone and to help assist in someone else's dream. And, yep. So that's why, from a selfish standpoint, I'm like, and selfless, mm-hmm. I, that's why I love those departments and those angles yeah. because they do get it. And they are progressing towards innovation and of course yes yes so so i love that so um let's see so any other takeaways you want to leave listeners with as far as um inspiration as far as uncovering like you called it absolutely um anything else um my thing is and i think the best thing i did for myself would be um kind of studying myself if that makes sense um, I think we tend to study things that we're passionate about, whether it's I love being in the gym, let me figure out more about my body and good workouts, or I love this area of business, let me um, read more about um, becoming a successful entrepreneur. Whatever that is, I think everyone should study themselves. It's going to open up the self-awareness, and I believe everyone has a specific recipe that's going to allow them to be great. And everyone's recipe is different. I'm an introvert, so my alone time is very important to me. My, my, what I eat, what I, I'm very mindful of what I'm putting into my body because I know when I eat certain things, I don't think as clearly as I need to, or I'm not as quick as I need to, or I'm not as efficient. So I'm very mindful of the fuel I put into my body. Um, even just my diet when it comes to books, when it comes to even social media, TV. I'm, the TV, like I don't, I make sure I'm very mindful how much I allow to, um, things like that to stimulate myself. So I'm just very, I mean, again, and that all came from studying myself and realizing what I need, what I don't need, um, and things in moderation, and all of that great stuff. So being able to figure out what my needs are, so that I'm able to, when whatever type of relationship I'm in, whether it's romantic, whether it's a friendship, whether it's within my family, I can now be communicate what my needs are, and some of the things that I need in order to be great at things. Like, shout out to my mom again. She knows all four of us so well, and she's able to take on different hats, and um, talk to my sister in a different way or realize my sister needs this and the other one needs that. So just being able to have people in your life understand you because you understand yourself and you're able to communicate who you are to other people. It makes life so much easier. Because it's one thing I hate doing, it's guessing 
and assuming. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I don't want anyone to assume mm -hmm. or guess about me. I'll mm -hmm. tell you straight. I'm very direct. Mm -hmm. And no, I will tell you how to manage it. And you'll say, like, this is when I'll do this. This is when I'll get back. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And so being able to know yourself, I think it makes a, a difference with all your relationships. I love that. So a couple of things I want to hit on that you talked about and I think are very, very important for our listeners. Self-mastery. Yeah. So basically what so you're talking about is self-mastery. And that's, I feel like that's definitely like the, the, the journey that I've just now Feeling exposed. That. Girl, that's, that's, that's old, that's old school. Is that old school? Yeah, that's old school, but I also got that from Herbalife. So, so at least I, like I remember, I remember um, at one leadership development weekend that, that I was at, um, Chairman's Club, Graziani, he talked about it. It's like self-mastery. And that's kind of where it's stuck from there. Mm -hmm. But I know Jim Rohn's talked about it. I know Brendan Burchard's talked about it. I know a lot of people have talked about it. Um, but it's basically self-mastery. And it's like, by, because but the more you know yourself, the more you know kind of like the human journey, the human aspects, like the motivation. Yeah. And it really, at least from like, this is all from like different authors, different things I've picked up on, different events, whether it's been Herbalife, whether it's been Brendan Burchard, whether it's been Shailene Johnson. I mean, so many things yeah. in the Bible, so many things I listen to and immerse myself with. Self-control. So self-control, a lot of it has to do with also depression, anxiety, yeah. catching yourself faster yeah. and faster, yes. switching the thought. Um, self-reliance. Yeah. Can I rely on myself to go to the gym? Can I rely on myself the to discipline. be healthy? Self-discipline. Yes. The self-discipline yes. aspect. And it's a journey because where I am today, where you are today, mm -hmm. is not who I was a year ago, is not who yeah. I was a year before. It's if you choose to grow, you mm -hmm. will grow. Absolutely. If you choose to be comfortable and not set goals, what happens is you usually go backward or you start becoming disgruntled. Yeah. Because I see that so many times with people that don't and set goals. Miserable. So self-mastery, uh, self-control, self-reliance, self-discipline, and... Um, the combination of that sounds oh, like self-love. Exactly. And then yeah. self-love. Because in that process, you... Compassion and grace is required. Yeah. Yes. Because some things are going to come to you typically. What I, At least I found this with myself. Typically, some things came easier, faster initially when I started to make the shifts. Because I think also part of it is having the quick wins. Mm-hmm. Is important for your confidence, yeah. but then Check. what? Yeah, yay! I'm proud of myself. Yes. Next, yes. yes. But then, as you go deeper, and depending on your levels of goals and what you want for your life, and I know, like, definitely my own goals and our company's goals, community goals, are way further, which required submission, yeah. surrender, yeah. Uh, faith, yeah. uh, community, than what I initially set for myself years ago in corporate. And I think part of that was also fear. Because, oh, I'm going to set this goal because it's comfortable because yeah. I know I'll hit it, piece of cake. But then what happened over the last seven years as I got deeper in the uncovering or in the transformational journey, I got to face deeper and deeper levels and fears and I got to amp up self-control, self-reliance, yes. self-mastery, self-discipline. Yes. Like, for example, um, you talked about fuel. So, you know, years ago, full disclaimer, you know, I used to drink, I used to eat like random foods, whatever. Well, as I've transformed, you know, one, Herbalife Nutrition was a big part of that. Mm -hmm. Shout out to April. She's also coming in December. Yay. Yay. <laughs> it was a big part of that and that whole community. And it, in that journey, you know, it happened step by step. I decided to compete. You know, I did a triathlon, Olympic distance. Then I decided to compete in fitness shows. Then, um, shout out to Team Edge. Then I didn't drink during that time period at all. I'd gotten down to one drink maybe per month. Yeah. And this is back in 2013. And then after I competed, I did drink for a like, while. Yeah. And then I, a friend of mine came in town, Angela, and I drank, I remember, 
back in 2014, I, I drank two glasses of wine. And then the next day, I You're felt like, horrible. Meh. And I was like, you know what? Don't need Where it. I'm, don't need it. Don't want it. It used to be liquid courage. Yeah. Um, I needed it maybe during fear. those times. Fear. Yeah. Confidence. You know, whatever. And now I realized, I was like, you know, don't need it. Don't yeah. want it. And I'm done. Yeah. And so now over four years, not drink. drinking. And people all the time, they're like, what? You don't drink? Not even wine? And I'm like, no. Because I yeah. guess sometimes people think like not drinking means yeah. wine and you still drink. I don't know. Because <laughs> it's happened more than once. But it was making a decision that that's not the fuel yeah, that, that I to. want yeah. in my body. That I don't feel like it contributes. That, and again, zero judgment to anyone that does. But I don't feel like it contributes to anything that's in alignment with my vision and mission, passion and purpose. Yeah. Um, food. I strictly put in, you know, fuel that is protein, yep. whether it is Herbalife Nutrition, shakes, you know, uh, smoothie bowls, parfaits, whether it is, um, I went to Sprouts the other day, I love Sprouts, like you know, Trader Joe's, uh, whether it's, I still currently eat meat, but there was a period of time where I was vegetarian, mm-hmm. and I have contemplated, and, and I'm contemplating for 2019, you know, having different periods of yeah. being vegan or vegetarian. Do it with me. Oh, well. I, I gave up pig. I gave okay. up cow. I don't do pig. I'm eventually, my goal for 2019 is get rid of chicken. Okay. So right now I'm just eating fish. So initially, and I was a pescatarian mm-hmm. at one point back in years ago, but what I realized at that time, I was not eating consistently enough, and my fuel was not proper for yeah. having the right mix of protein. Yeah. Uh, of complex job. carbs. Yeah. Initially it is, but then it yeah. gets easy. Yeah. Complex carbs and then like legumes and mm-hmm. then, you know, your veggies. So that's something the research that I'm, and discipline. Yeah. I'm transitioning. And when I do, I'm going to be competing in another fitness show in um, 2019. So I hope you come. No front row. It'll be in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I did one this year. You can scroll on my Instagram, you guys, for those of you tuning in live. And or if you're listening on the podcast, you can also tune in or look on my Instagram. Um, <laughs> So I am already basically thinking what I'm going to do with Team Edge is basically let them know, because there are girls that do vegetarian and vegan, that I want my plan this time to be vegetarian. Mm. And just see how I feel, because I'm in a totally different state than what I was then. So you talked about food fuel, so I totally resonate with that. And then you talked about mental fuel and spiritual fuel. So on a community aspect, you guys, I am huge, same like April talked about this, I am huge on... Even with family, even with friends I've been around with for a long time, and I understand and I respect and I have compassion for different levels of where people are, but I am also protective of my energy. Yes. And how Same. much I allow into my center and my circle. And also with time. And also, like, our relationship, you know, progressed with time mm-hmm. from, you know, May to having a high vibe conversation, then to another, then yeah. to another, then to another. And even when there are moments of vulnerability, we're both in a high vibe, compassionate, not negative spiral space. Yeah. Because I, and I'm sure you did too, like you watched that in the beginning, like, okay, how is she? Yes, of course. <laughs> because can I, can I trust this yeah. person in my center? Yeah. Can I trust them with my heart? Because there was times years ago where I would spiral and there was times where, and I know that impacted other people and I'm, deeply apologetic for that and I know in the past I would allow that yeah um and then you talked about books and you talked about movies and tv mm-hmm. and I'm definitely the same like mm-hmm. I watched a feel like yesterday part of my self-care was I got my nails done because they were a crazy mess you guys yeah, my goodness, crazy mess yesterday <laughs> oh my god there was like healing going on it was all yeah. kind of stuff the toes were gone so <laughs> don't think like you know it's always put together um and then I had a credit with massage envy and I was like okay I knew I needed that space for self-care and then I listened to I will not fear 
on my Audible when I came home because initially my plan was to work. That would have been my plan years ago. Work, 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 go, 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 hustle, 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 grind, Time. grind, grind. And that's that's what got me to a certain point years ago, the six figures, but it wasn't with full passion, full purpose. It wasn't feeling the fear. It wasn't being compassionate with myself. So I'm very mindful of that. So I was like, you know what? Yes, I could outreach to more education, more travel, more this, more that, more things for the event. But is that the best thing yeah. for me to do for myself right now? And I'm learning to do that for myself too. Like you said, time. Compassion. Time is everything and compassionate and just grace because I think it took me a while to learn how to forgive it's, myself. Yeah, it's constant. To be compassionate towards myself and to just realize, you know what? Nobody's going to die if you don't do this today. And that you can do it tomorrow. It doesn't have to be done. Today. That's literally the question yeah. I ask myself. Like, is this like is, is someone waiting for you right yeah. now to do this? No, you can do this tomorrow. Listen to this audible, and then I f listened and watched a feel good Christmas yeah. movie. <laughs> that was like super cute about like a family, you know, yeah. kids, like super and cute. And that to me, it, it makes you a better person for the world. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I had to realize. Like Katrina at that point, like what I used to call myself, you've heard this, Cruella DeVille. Yeah. Was that a better person and yeah. that energetically how I wanted to show what? up versus how I was in college yeah. or how I was in some roles in some situations was. And it's like, well, I want to be that all the time. Yeah. And that's why I say, Doctor Sleep, Doctor Water, Doc. I believe in sleep. Oh, like people are like, oh, I need a couple hours of sleep uh -uh. because blah blah. I'm not going Sometimes to walk around on this planet being cranky. Sometimes because that's going to, yeah. And I realize like that's more important because I'm going to be better for whoever it is I engage with the next day. So Absolutely, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. I'm being so, hydrated, making yes, sure you're drinking yes, your water. Yes, and right now we're drinking tea, you guys. Yeah. So, um, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. I'm excited. So this super really grateful great. to have you yes. and super grateful to see how things develop. Yes. Definitely want to have you, like I tell all my guests, definitely want to have you again at whatever pivotal point, whether it's something with April, whether it's something with BBA, something else Georgia new that comes State. up, Georgia yeah. State, whatever it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. So thank, thank you, thank you, you so for tuning in with me on It's a Fit Life Creation Podcast. If you haven't already... Head on over to our fitlifecreation.com website, follow us on all our social channels, and explore our freebies library. You'll find freebies on health, freebies on wealth, freebies on biz, and all-in-one. Explore at our experiences, events, influencers. We help the community and influencers get healthy, make money, and build brands. to create a life and a business you love.